Greetings, greetings, greetings on this Super Sunday, March 5th, 2023. Today's article is real, real sweet. Being that I just came back from Ghana, what, two months ago now? Three months ago now. And knowing what it feels like to be touch foot on our actual homeland as African diasporans, this article hits home in such a beautiful way. The Tulsa race massacre survivors, the last two who were living when it happened, I think they were like eight or nine years old when it happened, have been granted Ghanaian citizenship. Yes, 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 yes. It's just so beautiful. Just the things that have occurred 100 years later, but they live to see it and represent those who literally went through it as well as their descendants. And justice is going to continue to be fought for and won. And beyond that, they went home to the motherland and became citizens there as well. That's beautiful. Here's the article. This article was published March 3rd, 2023, this year, written by Nehemiah Frank, titled Tulsa Race Massacre Survivors Granted Ghanaian Citizenship. 1921, Tulsa Race Massacre Survivors Viola Ford Fletcher and Hughes Van Ellis granted Ghanaian citizenship in an elegant ceremony in Washington, D.C. On a triumphant finale to Black History Month 2023, siblings Viola Ford Fletcher and Hughes Van Ellis were presented with an extraordinary honor, aged 108 and 102, respectively. They received Ghanaian citizenship in a regal ceremony at the Embassy of Ghana in Washington, D.C. They are two of three known survivors of the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre still living. The 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre is considered the worst act of racial violence against people of African descent committed on American soil. That is an interesting statement considering all. Oh. Yeah, that, that's an interesting statement. But continuing the read, specifically 300 African Americans were killed during the massacre Deceased victims were carelessly dumped into mass graves around the city. The carnage lasted from May 31st to June 1st, enough time for the white mob to level 36 square blocks of the Greenwood District and displace 10,000 of its black residents, including six-year-old Viola and her six-month-old brother Hughes. So they were much younger than I thought. A trip to the motherland, yes. Later that summer, Fletcher and Van Ellis were able to fulfill their dreams of visiting the African continent. Our Black Truth and the Diaspora African Forum provided them with a trip to Ghana paid in full. Beautiful. 
on their historic visit abroad, Van Ellis and Fletcher were awarded chiefdom titles. Van Ellis was bestowed with the title of Chief Biolanti, while Fletcher was crowned with the moniker Queen Mother Na Lamely. They also inscribed the names of their deceased ancestors on the Sankofa Wall in Accra, the capital of Ghana. In a special tribute to commemorate the centennial of this historical event, Fletcher and Van Ellis were honored in grand fashion, along with 108-year-old survivor Lessie Benningfield Randall, riding in an elegant horse-drawn carriage in front of the world on historic Greenwood Avenue. The centenarians were welcomed by Ghana's president, Nana Akufo-Addo, who granted them citizenship and generously gifted Fletcher a piece of land in Accra, an incredible gesture that will have lasting implications for the family. Ghana royalty and American black excellence. Ghana's royal presence was in full effect during their citizenship ceremony. In attendance were His Royal Majesty Eze Dr. Am Chukuri Ihenetu, Nigerian King of the Igbo community in Ghana, and Her Royal Majesty Ugoezi Liberty Ihenetu. Two-time Grammy-nominated music artist Rocky Dauni and Hollywood actress A.J. Akua Johnson were also in attendance, and journalist, author, and political analyst Tiffany Cross. Filled with immense joy, some notably Greenwood descendants also traveled from Oklahoma to D.C. to celebrate their special swearing-in ceremony. Today, I feel proud to witness this meaningful connection between the survivors, my family's legacy, and the rich history of Ghana, attorney Demario Solomon Simmons shared, who represents Fletcher and Van Ellis in a lawsuit against the city of Tulsa. Mother Fletcher and Uncle Red, two of the three last known living survivors of the devastating Tulsa race massacre, received their Ghanaian citizenship in Washington, D.C. today. That is so nice. Today is very symbolic and monumental because we have the privilege of witnessing two out of three known living survivors be granted Ghanaian citizenship. The president of Ghana came to America to grant them their wish. Dr. Tiffany Crutcher of the Terrence Crutcher Foundation and Greenwood descendant shared, Folks are getting out of their way, making things happen because these two grand giants, grand seniors are among us. They inspire us every day. Oklahoma State Representative Regina Goodwin, also a Greenwood descendant, stated while at the podium, the oath of allegiance. Amid a sea of spectators, Hajia Alima Mahama, Ghana's history-making first female ambassador to the United States addressed a captive audience as she presented Queen Mother Naa Laimli Viola Ford Fletcher with an extraordinary privilege, dual citizenship. With great enthusiasm and poise, Ambassador Mahama then invited her 108-year-old countrywoman to take the oath of allegiance that would seal this unique honor, followed by Hughes Van Ellis. Fletcher, 
accompanied by her young grandson, Ike Howard, solemnly repeated the oath after the ambassador. I swear, solemnly, sincerely, and truly declare and affirm that I will be faithful, that I will be faithfully bear true allegiance to the Republic of Ghana, and I will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana. So help me God. Then Van Ellis also repeated the oath of allegiance. After signing on the dotted line and leaving their thumbprint, the two Tulsa race massacre survivors were officially Ghanaian citizens, their certificates serving as proof. Yeah, that's really, really, really a, a great ending to 2023 Black History Month and um, beyond because Black History Month never ends. Word. Now, earlier in the article, I, I, I gave a pause when the author of the article wrote, that this is known to be the worst massacre on American soil against African Americans because just the all of it. And also, Black Wall Street was not a one-off. There was Rosewood. There was um, Wilmington, North Carolina. There There were so many places that did actually did well. Black Wall Street, Greenwood, uh, did exceptionally well in the um, material items that they had and the businesses and the professionals that, that they that came out of there, but they were definitely not a one-off. During segregation, Black people in America, descendants of the African continent, who had everything stripped from them, language, culture, history, its hairstyles, heritage, knowledge of who they came from, for real, for real. And after the enslavement finally ended on Juneteenth, 1865, they were pushed off into, you know, they created something from nothing again. And it was taken not just from Black Wall Street, but from Many black townships, many black townships. So I understand it's documented as a one-off because uh, America likes to paint history as, oh, it only happened then, or that's an isolated incident. That's not the truth. America has a pattern that it repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats until it's disrupted intentionally disrupted and not whitewashed. But also the author of this article, as I read deeper, Mr. Nehemiah Frank, well, let me give you a bit of his history. Um, On the Black Wall Street Times, they offer author archives. And Mr. Nehemiah Frank is the founder and editor-in-chief of the Black Wall Street Times. He is also a descendant of two families that survived the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. So of this is extremely personal for him. So I get it. I definitely get it. I respect it. I respect the work that he's doing 
to have his descendants remembered in this way. This is this is amazing. My hat's off. My salute to Nehemiah Frank. For me, as a part of the African diaspora who has lived um, growing up with people who suffered the atrocities, um, for instance, my own grandfather, sorry, great-grandfather, um, and great-grandmother got married on a farm in Aiken, South Carolina, and were sharecroppers. My great-grandmother, Matilda Butler, um, it is said that she was born into a family with quote-unquote too many children, so the youngest two, her and my Aunt Anna, were given to a white family. This is the story that I was told. Um, given to a white family. <clears throat> they worked on the farm six days out of the week. On Sundays, they went to church. And um, that's where she met my grandfather, George Butler. And Mr. George Butler could read. And he would read to my grandmother, his daughter, his youngest daughter, Ellen Butler, um, by the fireplace. And she had burn marks from the fireplace on her legs, he used to show me. Um but they had a, an okay life in that situation. But it wasn't enough and they wanted more. And they knew they were worth more. So they worked. And my grand, my great-grandmother and three of their four children um, moved to New York while my great-grandfather still stayed back. And I guess tried to get things in order. I don't know. I'm filling in the gaps. However, he did not make it to New York According to what I've been told, the owner of the land found out that he was leaving, that part of my family had already left, and he was lynched. Um, I'm going to find out the full story because I'm finally attending a family reunion this coming summer, and I will find out what happened to my great-grandfather. Um, but yeah, that's, for me, if, if I was telling my story, that would be the most atrocious thing because that's my direct bloodline. So Mr. Nehemiah Frank, I understand him writing that this is the most atrocious, but it's widespread. It wasn't just Black Wall Street. Um, in continuing to read about Mr. Nehemiah Frank, although his publications, store, and newsroom are headquartered in the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Frank, <clears throat> Nehemiah Frank, currently works remotely from his home in Atlanta, Georgia. Nehemiah Frank played a pivotal role in marking the centennial of the race massacre, attending the United States congressional hearings in Washington, D.C. with the last living survivors and planning President Joe Biden's visit. Nehemiah Frank has been featured on NBC Nightly News, MSNBC with Tiffany Cross, BBC, ABC, BNC, News One, and other major media outlets. His work is featured in Time Magazine and other publications besides his own. In 2021, Frank was listed as number 44 on the Route 100's most influ influential African Americans. In 2017, Nehemiah Frank gave a TED Talk at the University of Tulsa titled Finding the Excellence Within. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to watch that. His TED Talk, Finding the Excellence Within. I'll watch it today. Nice. 
Like I said, black history never stops. Word.